Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. We are back this week. And as always, my name is Will Noda Francesco, and I'm joined by my grandpa, Husker Dan, from the beautiful city of Omaha. Uh, grandpa, how are you doing today? How's how's weather in Omaha? You know, it's, it's doing great. It's uh, typical spring. We were 91 or 92 degrees the other day, and then, and then the Ooh. next day it was like 50. So, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. You don't, you don't know what to prepare for, but I've lived in Nebraska most of my life, so I, I'm, you know, become accustomed to that. Tell, tell, the, tell the, uh, the listeners out there about kind of what your day is like with, uh, with soccer officiating. Oh, that. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it just that's just today but like it was freezing this morning here so it's been it's been so it was well and I didn't think that through so uh I didn't look at the temperature or anything I just like only had short sleeve shirt on undershirt under the uh refing uniform and then the oh, soccer no. refing shorts which are like not long but they're not tiny so um luckily long socks but it was okay I just couldn't feel my hands so it that was the only time I, I think that was I think that was the only time I've ever used voice to text so because my I just could not move my fingers so <laughs> it worked uh but I always just didn't trust it but now uh I'll still use my hands but anyway um yeah it's 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 fun it's not like it's like little 10 year old kids uh as of as of right now i've refed other games before but we don't need to talk about that uh what we do need to talk about though is our last episode uh no guests no anything so like as we like we said last week or last episode depending on when you're listening to this um last uh, our episode with mike babcock had 121 downloads or something like that so around that that's our most downloaded episode ever uh but without a guest last week um, around 90 downloads for an episode, which is just mind blowing to me. And, uh, we can't thank you guys enough for listening. So that's just, that's just awesome. Uh, that we've, we've gone from like 21 downloads an episode to 90 in the span of like two months. So who, who, who would knew, who knew that, uh, someone would just like to listen to uh, a 16 year old's takes on Nebraska football for, <laughs> for 40 minutes. But, um, yeah, we, we thank you guys for listening to that. And uh, yeah, if you haven't yet, uh, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, tell your friends, tell your enemies, maybe you can uh, have them be your friends, unless they're (laughs) Oklahoma fans or something like that. We don't, we don't want Oklahoma fans listening to this podcast. Uh, No, just kidding. That's fine. We'll just beat them this year. And then, then they can stop listening when they realize that Oklahoma doesn't have a good football team. So, Um, but yes. All right. So we have a few things we want to talk about today. We're going to start off, uh, Grandpa, you, you kind of brought this up. You wanted to start off with the stark contrast between the men's baseball teams, men's baseball team at Nebraska and the women's softball team. Uh, so since you brought it up to me, do you want to start off talking about this? Yeah, I, it's, I don't think we need to spend a whole lot of time talking about Husker baseball. It's just, uh, where they were a year ago and where they are today is, uh, just in stark contrast, you have one program headed up, which is the uh, girls softball, uh, mm-hmm. Husker, uh, uh, softball team. They are on a 16 game win streak. And uh, they, I think that they're the hottest, certainly softball team in, in division one. And uh, I don't, I didn't really see that one happening. And I didn't see the Huskers struggling the way they have in baseball. So yeah. uh, they're, they're kind of, two teams going in opposite directions. And I would never, I would never have thought that, that, uh, that Will Bolt would be, his team would be struggling and they're losing kind of the way Nebraska football has been losing over the last four years or so. Yeah. You know, just one 
play, one this, one that. They're losing by a run. Um, uh, you know, BYU is not a great team. They're they're winners, and Nebraska <laughs> isn't. But um, they, no, BYU is not even BYU is not even good. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at their they're eight and thirty. So yeah. and Nebraska's lost to them by one run, which is yeah. inexcusable from white from yeah, last year. So yeah. yeah, and it's it's been pitching, it's been hitting, it's been fielding errors, just the combination of things. And I, you know, I hope Will can at least pull get out of the nosedive. And you know, all yeah. you have to do is win the Big Ten tourney, and yeah, that's true. You're, you're in. I mean, you could have a losing record. Uh, is that going to happen? Probably not, but you know, who knows? You got to, you have to keep, you got to keep in pursuit, but I was really impressed. I watched the Husker girls last night play at Minnesota. Yeah. And, uh, they're an intimidating bunch. Uh, Rhonda Ravel has been the coach there for a long, long time, and she has, I don't know if that's, this is her best. Certainly it's looking like to be her best team that she's had at Nebraska. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to their, success down the road yeah last week we talked about the spring game and we were you know kind of you can't really do it in 35 40 minutes to talk about a whole spring game but but the the games are made up obviously of players and so will and i had been talking or you and i your will uh, yeah (laughs) the uh, I, i was trying to get my hands around the, all the, the new players coming into the program because we know about the transfer portal and there's JUCO transfers, transfers and then there are high school recruits. Some of them are here and some of them aren't, but it's like, <laughs> it's hard. The transfer portal blows everything. I, I mean, it's crazy. It's just yeah. crazy. But yeah. So I thought we could talk about maybe the first off would be the, uh, the transfer portal, the players coming in transferring from other programs and um you know will you want to talk about uh, uh brian machini yeah can i can i say something about the nebraska softball team real quick first yeah, so sure. what i don't what i don't get about this so nebraska's softball team is 31 and 9 and i pulled up the i was i was curious when uh Cause I didn't really like, I have the like Nebraska athletics app or whatever. So I see every time that they they're winning a lot and they're yeah. on the 16 game win streak. Um, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't really watched them that much. Um, so, but I, I was curious because I pulled up the D one softball rankings because I don't really follow that a lot. Uh, Oklahoma's at the top. They're 37 to no. I think that they're definitely the hottest team in softball right now. I don't see anyone catching them, but we'll see about that. Um, but what surprised me is Nebraska's not even in the top 25 which looking at like they're behind Charlotte and Charlotte is 25 and 16. So I don't know if it's just that Nebraska's opponents aren't good or if it's, I don't know what, what the, uh, whoever's ranked. I don't know who ranks these. Uh, I, I don't know. It used to be like the eight people or whatever that's at least for football. That's what it is. But the, Nebraska softball team being 31 and nine winning 16 straight and not being in the top 25, I think is a, um, I mean, as as I said, I have not watched it. So I could be totally wrong in saying this, that they haven't played good competition and it it doesn't, there's not a lot of big 10 teams besides Northwestern in the, uh, in the top 25, I think Northwestern, Oh, Michigan and Ohio state, but Nebraska swept Michigan and they have yet to play Ohio state, I believe. 
Uh, yeah, they have yet to play Ohio State and Wisconsin. Wisconsin's ranked up uh, 35th. Uh, so I don't, I don't get why Nebraska softball team is getting dissed so much. Maybe it's because it's only the Michigan thing, but I, I don't know. Greg, do you know, I don't know how much of the softball you watch. I know you said you watched the game last night, but do you know how good some of these teams in the big 10 are? Cause I'm just trying to figure this out. Why Nebraska being 31 and nine, which, I mean, if you just look at record would put them in the top 15, mm-hmm. uh, at least, yeah, at least know. top I, 18. I, I don't, I don't keep track of, um, Husker uh, softball, you know, I mean, it's no disrespect to the uh, Husker softball team, but I just, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. You might be right because I, I don't know the, the level of their opponents they've had, but they've been beating everybody on their schedule and that's, you can't deny that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they scored seven against a good Michigan team. They be, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it, they, they had a game against uh, Stanford who's pretty good get canceled. So maybe that hurt them a little bit um, not being able to play that game, but I think we'll see this uh, in late April. Uh, so April 29th, 30th, and then May 1st. So in a few weeks here, we'll see how the, how Nebraska is going to hold up against the better teams because they play three against Wisconsin and then three against Ohio state. And then they close out their season with Indiana. And then of course, as you said, big 10 tournament is really where it comes down to Nebraska's baseball team is not going to win the big 10 tournament. I'm pretty confident in that. Um, I, I get that anything could technically happen, but they really can't. I, I mean, it could, but the chance is like really, really, really small. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, I'm not seeing that happening, but anyway, yes. So, uh, yeah, get sidetracked a little bit there. But anyway, so you said Brian Buscini. Uh, yeah, let's, let's go to the transfer portal. These kids coming into the – either are here or they're on their way. Yeah, yeah. So Brian Buscini, we talked about him a little bit last episode uh, about the spring game. Right. And he – inconsistent that's right. that's what's defined that's what defined him at least in the spring game he had two punts over 60 or maybe not two punts over 60 yeah, he, he had two he had two around 60 60 yards and then he had one that he shanked and the other one was like 40 yards or something like that so not his his average punting 40 uh 40 yard average punts on those and he had eight punts so i mean i don't know it's it's better than it, he he is an accurate punter, at least. I mean, we didn't really get – I can't really say that much. I would love to say good things about Brian Buscini, but I can't say anything well, we about him right now yeah. we get because they didn't do live returns. If they right. did live returns, I would have – I think I could say more about him. Right. The only thing I can say about him right now is that he's inconsistent with his distance on his punt. I can't say anything yeah. about his accuracy, about his right. – like placement of punt. So I don't know. It, it, do you have anything you want to add on to that grandpa? I don't know if there's no, a lot I, else. I, I think that... the, the top two on our list are the, the punter and the place kicker, but you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, Brian played for Bashini played for Montana and you say, well, that's a, you know, an FCS school. Well, it doesn't matter. You're, you're punting, no, you're punting in, in yeah. a cold climate with, uh, you know, bad weather, snow, whatever. Um, and I, I think, I think he'll work that out. Um, I, I, I can't believe, um, it, you know, his first punt was what 62 yards. I mean, that was pretty impressive. And that was, yeah, winning was on the line. Everybody's watching him, but so I don't know. I, I think he's going to fit into the, 
the picture this fall. I think he's a high profile. He's going to be, uh, you know, called upon to reverse the field for Nebraska's offense and defense. So uh, I, I think he's going to fit in really, really well. And then uh, Timmy Bleakroad, who is uh, he's uh, from Furman, and he won't be yeah. in until uh, this summer. Yeah. But he's a, you know, he's a place kicker. Um, you know, he's 5'8", 189 pounds. Uh, I don't care yeah. what size he is. It doesn't matter in punters and place kickers. But yeah, but, uh, he's uh, he comes with really, really good credits. And we've had we've we've just failed miserably. And in the spring game, we missed a, a chip shot field goal and an extra point. Yeah, and I don't know how you miss an extra point. I understand field goals. And that one missed by a mile, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, and so did the extra point. He like, ab- we talked about it last week. Yeah. He absolutely botched it. I don't understand. <laughs> it, no one's even actually coming after him either. They're not even trying to block right. the kick, really. Right. It's a spring game, and you can't make an extra point. That is the so most frustrating thing. Hopefully, Timmy will make a, a difference when he comes uh, on campus this, this, uh, this summer. Um, yeah. You want to take Hunter Anthony? Yeah, well, I, I want to say something about Timmy Bleakroad real quick. So I just pulled up his stats last year for Furman. I know we don't, we don't really want to just read numbers off, yeah. but just um, he his longest kick last year, 51 yards, which is like twice the distance of an extra point. So I think we're okay with extra points. Um, <laughs> and, um, but yeah, the we, we've talked about um, the offensive line transfers uh, a little bit in Hunter Anthony and Kevin Williams. Uh, Hunter Anthony was kind of interesting to me. I didn't, I didn't really watch, but I watched the offensive line as a group uh, in the spring game, but I didn't really watch like specific players. Uh, I, I wondered he, if they even played in the spring game. They're on campus. Yeah. But I didn't hear their names called. Maybe I'm dead wrong on that. Maybe some listener out there will correct me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah maybe, I was waiting. I mean, because because yeah. Anthony is a is a beast, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oklahoma I mean, you come State. from yeah Oklahoma State, yeah. Yeah, I mean six seven and three thirty. He's his own area code. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And no Kevin kidding. Williams, so he started off at my alma mater, Omaha North High. Uh-huh. Um, he was uh, starter for Northern Colorado. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I I. I I ha- I watched the game only once, so shame on me. I should have watched it. Yeah, maybe but sometimes. I it back again too. Sometimes the interviews were going on in that spring game, and they just had a small version of what was going on in the game, and they were yeah. blabbing. I, I thought that was so disrespectful to the fans and to the players. Um, yeah, yeah. As I mean, long I as get... the game is going on, then don't do an interview when there's a yeah. break. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of get that, that it's a spring game, so they're not going to really care about showing the game that much because it's really just a glorified practice. But for people like us to have like things like this or that are trying to get something out of it, like I, it's really like I, just, it's, I don't know if I would say disrespectful, but it's not helpful to us um, to look and try to like for any Nebraska fan. It, not everyone has a massive TV where you're going to be able to see both of the screens pretty yeah. well. So, I, I mean, that, that is frustrating. I don't like how they do that. It, I, I wouldn't really care if they just were playing the audio of whatever interview, but they right. have the game full screen. Right. Right. Cause right. I just, I want to see them play. That's why, that's why right. we, that's why the spring game's televised. Right. The spring game's televised so that you can see what your team is going to be like. Right. It, I mean, or at least take something from it. 
No, so, I, I agree with you a thousand yeah. percent on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, we saw, we didn't see much of anybody on the first string and that was, that was by design. Uh, you yeah. Know, I'm sure Mark Whipple didn't want to get anybody injured and, and uh, you know, but we, we saw Casey Thompson. I think if I had to list the, the top three quarterbacks in, in the order, I think it'd be Case, Casey Chubba. And I think it's going to be Logan. And, yep. um, and I, you know, this is, I know it's way, way too early. There's still uh, chances to, uh, to move up or down, but you, you figure that Casey is, uh, is the number one. And, and he didn't, he, he was three for four for 31 yards. I mean, that's not, you know, you can't tell a lot, but the coaches, they've seen these kids in practice every day. And so they know yeah. the, the thing that I was surprised at that Chubba pretty even played because he was, I think he played, I think he had only three practices with the, with the team. Cause he was injured. I think, yeah. I think he had a foot injury. Mm-hmm. So I was surprised and he played really well. He has a rocket yeah. arm. Uh, and I think you're going to have to have a couple of really good quarterbacks to compete in the, in the big 10. Um, yeah. Casey's going to get injured or Chuba. You're going to have to have somebody come in there and, yeah. uh, and take over. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that Casey Thompson's definitely the guy right now. I hope Chuba stays around because the problem we were running into was Adrian Martinez would injure his knee and then we'd have to put in, Logan Smothers or Roy F put in, uh, I don't know. I forget. Was Riker five same? Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Riker, okay. Yeah. In, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. And I, I mean, the having depth in the quarterback room, like Nebraska does is going to be good and a problem. We can, we're going to talk yep. about the quarterback room in a little bit uh, so we can get into that more, but uh, another player that I was kind of, I mean, as you said, uh, they were not playing a lot of the first string. There's a lot of uh, there was a lot of publicity about Trey Palmer talking about how he wants to prove himself to the Nebraska right. fan base in the game. Yeah. I don't even remember seeing him. I don't remember yeah. his name being said. He had two catches for 11 yards. Yeah. So it, I don't I mean, I get that you're trying to conserve, but. I would, I don't know how many times he got targeted. I don't have that in front of me, yeah. but I, I imagine it wasn't a bunch because well, he wasn't in long. I mean, yeah. Know, Casey was in for two series and, and they already know what those kids can do. The, the, the projected starters or the, yeah, you know, the, the high in the depth depth chart. Um, so they're not, they, the fans got a, just a, a, a brief uh, glance at, at these players and that's all they wanted to do. They wanted to show, I got to see Casey Thompson and I got to see Chubba and, um, yeah. you know, and then they quickly take them out. They would not want to get anybody injured. Yeah. Uh, I, I get that. Um, but, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I think that, uh, there, you know, we'll, we'll get to see what everybody can do come August 27th and, uh, yeah. And the rest, rest of the season. Yeah, I hope it. I hope it's good um, because it's. There's been a lot of hype building. I've. I mean, I think that this is the best Nebraska team that I've been alive for. Maybe besides the. It, it, we they haven't performed yet, so I don't know. Yeah. But best Nebraska team, I think that in in recent memory, um, maybe except the uh, the like early Big Ten teams with Rex Burkhead running over everyone. Yeah. Um, I, but that's, this is a way different team. This team 
can hit you long distance pass. They can hit you long distance running with Anthony Grant, who we can talk about in a little bit. They can hit you with the defense, which we saw a bunch last year. Our defense kept us in so many games. Our yeah. offense just blew it time and time again. Right. So right. the clutch factor is going to be huge for Casey Thompson. Can he perform in big moments? Right. He didn't against Oklahoma in the Red River uh, rivalry shootout, whatever you want to call it, showdown. Um, the they probably don't use shootout because it's not PC, but um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> um, but I mean that is going to be the thing that's going to decide the season for Nebraska is can they can this offense finish in big moments because I know the defense can I've seen the defense do it the offense yeah. is going to be the thing that needs to be able to finish games put games to bed put games away and get fired there needs to be some spark there was i never felt that last year even in games where we came back the spark was always the defense against ohio state it was the defense against michigan state it was the defense you it was not there was never a play on offense that beside i mean the only one i can think of is a game we were already winning against buffalo adrian martinez 75 yard touchdown run yeah that that was the only one, but we were already winning that game by a, a score or two, I believe right. at the time. So that doesn't matter that much. He can't, he doesn't do that against Wisconsin late in the game when it matters. Right. Yeah. We can, we talked about the pass interference call uh, or may I forget if we did or not, but anyway, the, the, the PI call was not great there on the throw, but still he, they shouldn't be in a third and 16 situation right. at that point. You have to have, that factor. And I think Casey Thompson has the ability to have that. He has not shown that it Chubba Purdy has not played enough in enough big games. Florida state was absolutely trash when he was there. Yeah. Um, and it was a train wreck. So you can't really, there was no big games to, right. for him to really plan. And he got injured. So, I mean, Casey Thompson is going to have to have that clutch factor in order for Nebraska to win these big games, get to bowl games, win bowl games, have a good record this season and the few other years that he's going to be at Nebraska, hopefully. Well, in, in you know the other element you mentioned, uh, of course, offense and, and defense. But um, you know they they've shored up uh, the uh, uh, you know special teams. They got Bill Bush, uh, who is going to be an on the field, one hundred percent coaching special teams. And they got they have this kid Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, yeah, uh, he's from New Mexico State. He is he's going to recruited to be a return. I don't know if they if, if that's punt return or kickoff or both. I don't know. They're going to have to get somebody, someone, yeah, to advance the ball. All we do is fair catch or let the thing, you know, roll by our player and losing the twenty yards. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Ever um, since ever since the Mornay left, we haven't had anyone. Yeah, we got to get somebody in there to do that. And you know, there's there's several of them who are going to be vying for that position. Uh, I, I think Isaiah does not show up until this summer. I know he's. he's yeah. Cause he didn't, he did not play in the spring game. Right. Right. Um, right. So, yeah. But do you know, so why, why is the, uh, why are so many players like showing up in the summer? I, I have no clue. I haven't looked into it. Do you Some know? of them have to shore up their grades. I think Mets most, oh. most cases they, uh, they have to. Uh, and we didn't talk about Deandre Jackson running back. Uh, mm-hmm. He's going to, He's going to enroll in May, um, but 
you know, he's a running back and, and that's going to be a pretty full room. I, I'm not quite sure how he's going to fit into that. I, but he's recruited for a reason and, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I watched some film of him at New Mexico state. He played wide receiver. That's his position. If he's going to play Nebraska, Nebraska's offense, I think he could be a good wide receiver, but if we want him to be a return specialist, he's got the speed and he's got the, 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 I guess the moves to uh, make a big impact there. The, I mean, you're just gonna have to teach him how to catch a pun out of the sky and get used to that. I don't think that's that hard. Um, it probably, it might be one of those things where it looks a lot harder than it actually is, but still it, you, you practice it in practice for a week or two and then you're fine. So, um, I, I hope that from what I saw of him on the, like five minutes of game film, I watched him at New Mexico state, um, which, or sorry, yes, New Mexico state, sorry. Um, is he's explosive, which is good, which is, you need in punt returner. And, um, as I said, he can juke people. So I don't, I, that's something that is going to matter in games where it's closer. I don't think we'll really need that in the New Mexico, sorry, the Northwestern game, August 27th, who Northwestern is kind of a train wreck and has been the past couple of years ever since uh, Peyton Ramsey left. So uh, I don't, we'll, we'll have to see if he is the punt returner, It'll be nice. To, it'll kind of be like a practice for him against Northwestern. I I believe because I don't think punt returns are going to factor into that game too much. I just don't want him to fumble one away. That's the I think that's probably going to be yeah. the big thing. But one, um, one word about Northwestern, you know, the transfer portal changes everything. You can have, you know, a bad team one year. And look at what Michigan State did this past year. They, I don't know how many transfer players they got in. Of, it was there were a lot and yeah nobody was predicting or projecting that uh the michigan state was going to amount to much we i kind of put that down in the win column for nebraska last year but uh, and yeah. we should have should have won that game yeah anyway yeah <laughs> yes uh, but uh, yeah i i you know uh, patrick gerald wasn't born uh you know just last night he's a good coach yeah he knows what he's doing and he's going to have his team ready to play. I hope you're right that, that, uh, that they, because they were, they had the same record as Nebraska last, last year, three and nine. And that's, yeah, but they lost atypical. their games. That's very atypical of a, of a Patrick Gerald team. Yeah. But Northwestern lost their, their three and nine games by like 20 points. Nebraska lost yeah. by one score. Yeah. So that's the big difference there. But yeah. I haven't checked to see who they've uh, got on the, uh, on the transfer portal or Juco, you know, just same thing that Nebraska does uh, because those coaches and those programs are not going to stand still. You know, Pat is not going to have two, three and nine seasons back to back. I, I just, you know, I, I think he's, he's much sharper than that. So we're going to have to go there and, uh, and play our best. And, uh, and that's going to be a, a very important game, a big game. Uh, obviously it's, it's a, when you're playing a conference game and the series opener or the, the season opener, uh, you put a lot of pressure on your coaching staff and players and everybody, because if you go there and stink up the place, woo, you know, yeah. you're Oh, and one in the, in the conference play. So yeah. What, what do you know about Tommy Hill? Yeah. So, um, I mean, Tommy Hill from Arizona state. So I don't, so you put on here that he is, uh, you put three years plus red shirt on this. Right. Little sheet. So that, does that mean that he's taking his red shirt this season? 
I don't know. I don't know what it's, I, I think he's projected to play this fall. I think they're counting on him, but I, you know, it could be wrong. Okay. I don't know what his injury status is or anything. I don't know. Yeah. I think that he, um, he, it, I didn't really see too much from him in the spring game, but again, as we were talking about, you can't really tell right. that much. He was at Arizona state for a year uh, and then is coming to Nebraska was a four-star recruit. So that, that's pretty good. And then, I mean, it's, it's just going to, I mean, playing defensive back in a spring game is uh, not that uh, like it, you don't, you can't really see that much from them uh, because you're matching up against your own wide receivers who, if your own wide receivers aren't good, you're going to look amazing, but uh, not to say that Nebraska's wide receivers aren't good, but they're not, top class in the big 10 for sure. So I don't know. I think it could be interesting. The, he, he definitely has potential ASU being a Pac-12 team recruiting him. He uh, goes there. That is, so he, he obviously is top level talent because you're getting people like ASU and uh, like other power five schools recruiting him. If it was like New Mexico state recruited him and then he transferred to Nebraska, like that's different to me then at least improving yourself, then Arizona state wants you out of high school and you just sit on the depth chart and then you go to Nebraska. So I don't know. Do you, do you have anything you want to say about him, grandpa? No. Um, we'll just see. These are, these are the ones. And, and you said earlier uh, before we started the podcast about the, uh, the transfer portal is really the heart of this year's recruiting class, if you will. I mean, they, they're, they're, you look at the transfer portal and, and the reason why you go that route or JUCO transfers is that you need immediate help. And I think yeah. kids, uh, we, I think we go right down that list. I think there are a total of 11 uh, transfers uh, through the, the, the transfer portal uh, that all of them, if they're healthy, I think are going to be expected to contribute this fall. Omar Brown is, he's from Northern Iowa. Uh, yeah. He's a cornerback. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, we haven't seen these kids play, so it's really kind of hard to to um, project how they're going to do this fall or the next yeah. couple of years. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, yeah, as you said, um, the it's it's hard it's hard to tell. And we'll we'll have to see come August twenty seventh what this team looks like. And I mean, I was I was looking at Northwestern's transfer. Uh, the transfer portal stuff from uh, this is, I assume this is the most recent, I don't know for sure, but they, they got a punter, a bunch of defensive uh, players in the, the front seven players, a one cornerback, a wide receiver and an offensive lineman. So the nothing really big changing like there's, they don't have like an impact player that they've brought on so far. So we'll, we'll we will talk about, um the the we'll talk about the games and preview them as we get closer to um the 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 season starting but as you want it's to get on speculation to, right now you want to get on to juco transfers yeah i think we probably should yeah and uh i think we should start with anthony grant because yep. i was really high on him coming off the spring game watching not watching some of his highlights now on uh, at uh, New Mexico Military Institute, who had just won the 
junior college. Uh, it's basically the JUCO form of the national championship. Um, they, they won that last year. He's coming off of that. And watching some of his highlights from that game, from that season, Anthony Grant is the most complete back that Nebraska has right now. And he, he can receive he, he he's like good at catching. As I said, I think I compared him last week to, or last episode to Le'Veon Bell at Michigan state, but it's Le'Veon Bell's patience plus Christian McCaffrey's hands. Um, I think he's more like Christian McCaffrey. Honestly, he's the most complete back I've seen who he, and he's only a, I believe he's a sophomore. Is that correct? He has two years of eligibility. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he's just a sophomore. Right. So he's only going to grow at Nebraska, which is just like that. Seeing him bust out that 60 yard run in the spring game. That was awesome because it shows that like, cause watching he would outrun everyone at New Mexico military Institute in, in Juco and seeing him do that against big 10, a uh, big 10 defense, a, a top, five big 10 defense, I think in Nebraska's defense, I get that they're playing touch football at the time when he scored it. So maybe someone got a touch on him or not, but it really doesn't matter. No one's going to catch him uh, in the big 10 or there, there'll be, there'll be some, but it's, it's going, he's going to be hard to catch. He can move laterally really well. And when he sees a hole, he hits it and hits it hard. So getting, getting upfield is not going to be a problem for him. And that's good because mm-hmm. Like with Adrian running the football last year, which one I'm uncomfortable with quarterbacks being the main runner in the first place. And that was a problem yeah. last year, having Adrian sure. run the ball yep. the most and not really having a running game. And now you bring in Anthony Grant, you bring in DeAndre Jackson and you bring in, um, or, and you bring back, I should say, Ramir Johnson and uh, Yant who are both better than they were last year this running back core, we're going to have a running back on the field every single down that can hit you for a big gain. Uh, maybe Yant, he, Yant's not super fast. He's more of a power back. I think I compared him to Amani Cross uh, last week. So it's he, he might not hit you for a big play. But when we need a quick – when we need a response and if we can get the offensive line to start blocking better – this running, this these running backs are going that's to the key. take over the game. Yep. Yeah, yep, that's the key. So, yeah, and it, oh, I, I've been talking a lot about Anthony Grant. But uh, you, you have anything you want to say about him or the JUCO transfers in general? Well, we just picked up a couple of secondary. You know, Javier Morton. Uh, he's a, a JUCO transfer from Garden City Community College. Uh, he's six two one ninety seven. That's a. Those are kind of nice. Uh, stats to have. And then Deshaun yeah. Singleton, they're, they're really high on this kid, 6'3", 200. Yeah. He's from Hutchison um, Community College. And uh, I don't know how many years of eligibility he has. I, uh, I'll have to look that one up. But yeah, yeah so that, those coupled with the transfer portal, the JUCO transfers, you know, you got what three, you got 14 players in there. Uh, and then you got another 14 who are high school recruits that we'll talk about here in a second. And, um, you know, so it's, uh, it's, uh, I I think there are a lot of good, there's a lot of good talent that's coming in. We don't know how well they're going to play because, you know, we won't find out until 
this fall. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I agree with you, Will. I think there's some really good talent. Uh, it just has to be coached up, and and uh, they have to learn how to win and to to stop beating themselves. That's the critical point. They can do yeah. that. We could have a really good season. Mm-hmm. Want to do yeah. uh, some high school recruits? Yeah, I know we've talked about some of that. We talked about uh, January and Bonner and AJ Allen a little bit. Uh, right. One thing, just looking at these high school recruiting recruiting class, um, we talked about Richard Torres, I believe, a little bit, right? Um, to at one point, and um, the the surprising thing that I found is I know it's early for this next recruiting class, but there's only one offensive line commit, so. I don't know if this is going to be something like the kicking thing where you're not recruiting offensive linemen. So therefore you have bad offensive linemen because it's just walk-ons. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't really looked at this high school recruiting class that much outside of Daniel and Butter, AJ Allen and uh, Richard Torres. But so I'll, I'll send this one over to you, grandpa to start. Yeah. Um, you, you, you talked about uh, uh, Bonner and I, I think, he might have a spot, uh, you know, I've looked at film and I'm sure you have too. The coldest Crawford um, yep. is another wide receiver. Emmett Johnson, I think might, you know, you don't know those kids aren't here yet. And they're yeah. on the system. AJ um, is another one from, I think, I think AJ and I think the coldest were committed to LSU and then Mickey yeah, they're Gilles both from out. Louisiana. Yeah. yeah. I think they, I think that uh, Mickey helped recruit those kids, which tells you a lot about uh, Mickey Joseph, I believe. Yeah. Um, Jake Applegate, they're, they're very, very high on him. He's an edge rusher, 6'4", 210. Probably needs to yeah. put on some weight. Probably isn't going to see a whole lot of action uh, this fall. That would be my guess. I don't know. A um, couple of tight ends, Chase Androff from Lakeside, Minnesota, and Brody Tekaloa. Uh, yeah. Concord, California. So, mm-hmm. you know, we our tight ends have been, I mean, with Chris Hickman and, and Thomas Fedoni and, and, uh, uh, Vokalek, I mean, they've, they've been beat up. I don't know if, if Fedoni can even make it back this fall. So you yeah. think that, boy, we have a lot of tight ends and then boy, uh, a couple of them get hurt and you're down to, you know, what yeah. was a large room is now kind of thin. Yeah, I think AJ Rollins though can fill in really well at that tight end spot. I think yeah, yeah. he's he, the future yeah, of Nebraska tight ends. The, I thought that was the offensive play of the game. I, I know the uh, uh, Anthony Grant's uh, touchdown run, but the catch of the game had to be oh, AJ yeah. Rollins. Uh, Brock Purdy at, at Brock. There I am. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're two for two. Yeah, <laughs> Chuba. Yeah, Chuba launched that ball where only. You know, uh, AJ could catch it, and he made a he made an NFL catch. That was a pretty thing to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, who else we have there? Will? Um, well, we have uh, a few defensively. Two two linebackers, Ernest Hausman and uh, Gage Stenger. Um, one Stenger's from Millard South uh, in Omaha, so it's it's nice to see how many of these players not not how many there's not that many but there's enough where it's nebraska still recruiting good talent in in nebraska um in in nebraska state and so and then they're also getting talent from texas from california from louisiana from georgia you're seeing also they're all they're also getting 
players from states that are known to be football heavy, good players from high school, like Logan Smothers from Alabama. Um, we had there is um, well Spencer. Uh, oh, I forgot how to pronounce his last name. Quarterback Arkiak Arkinu. Do you know how to pronounce it? from uh, from Mobile? Yeah, yeah. Arsenal, uh, I think is how he. Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So with like you're getting players like that. So I mean, this is just it's been consistent for Scott Frost. It has to pay off at some point. He cannot rely on the transfer portal. I get that he had to do that this year. Yeah. And I think I'm happy with it this year. It worked out really well, but it might not work or work out for you this well in the future. So you have to recruit well and you have to recruit well and make that talent and coach that talent to play at the level of which they were recruited. Cause really? we've seen multiple, like, it, I mean, it's like players getting drafted in the first round, like Johnny Manziel getting drafted in the first round of the, NFL draft and then flopping Brandon Whedon getting dropped draft in the first round uh, and then not doing well in the NFL. You, same thing with five-star recruits in college. You have to do the same thing. So it, it's, it's not been great lately outside of Adrian Martinez and a few others. So I hope that these players that he's coaching are he's coaching them better. I think the Mickey Joseph, Mark Whipple hires, those are definitely going to attract more people. And also like more, more of these kinds of players to Nebraska and also help coach them to be better uh, players and live up to their potential. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, another, another kid who kind of stands out is Gage Stinger. He's a local kid from uh, Millard South high school, Omaha. they they're yeah. very high on on Gage, and he's a he's a great athlete. Um, and I, uh, I I think they're he's going to fit into their plans at that linebacker. Uh, I think. Uh, and then uh, I don't know much about Victor Jones. He's a wide receiver. To be honest with you, I, I haven't done that much research on him. Um, what do you know about him? I haven't I haven't done that much on him either. I mean, the one thing that we can say is he's from Florida, so Florida's known to have good um, the high school recruits. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I don't I haven't looked into him too much. I haven't looked into these high school recruits that much because it's just like it, I mean, they're most likely not going to start at Nebraska um, right. the first year they get here. Maybe they will. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I don't I don't really have too much about him but um i think yeah. i think we should start wrapping up a little bit yeah. we, we were so. going to talk about the quarterback room maybe we do that we'll probably do yeah. that next week yeah, yeah. Um, so uh and then as grandma said we're going to go around to the different groups and uh kind of talk about our expectations for them and what we've seen from the spring game or what we've just seen from them in general and like what what are what we think is going those groups are going to look like in the future. So, yeah. right. Stay tuned. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. Um, downloading us and listening to us and tell your friends and your enemies. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and as we always say, this is your guys's podcast, not ours. If you don't listen, we don't have a podcast. So yeah. And uh, leave a five-star review if you haven't already. And as grandpa said, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell people you've never talked to, just uh, go to the brand of people on the streets and show them this podcast and be like, Hey, you should listen to this. Uh, and then if they're an Oklahoma fan, they'll be like, no. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. But uh, anyway, that, so that's all, that's all we have for you today. 
Uh, thank you again for listening. And uh, oh, one thing before we go. So uh, if you have any email questions for us about anything, make sure to email those into wrswpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, that is all I have. Grappa, you have anything else? Nope. Just uh, awesome. I had another great time with you, Will, and uh, look forward to doing this again next week. Awesome. Yeah. And we will be back next week with more quarterback room talk. Uh, maybe talk a little bit more about the high school recruits. Um, and yeah, that's all. That's all we have. So we'll leave you with that. We'll talk to you next week and go big red. <laughs>